welcome back my name is maya and i'm krista welcome to our weekly awesome podcast (laughs) is this episode four yes cool Mm -hmm. well these weeks really fast it's already oh man january 19th yes tomorrow's inauguration day I'm so excited. Um, I think Coley is opening nine early uh, so people can come down and watch the inauguration. I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. They're opening tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. cooking brunch. 8.30 a.m.? Oh, because they have the garage doors with the new restriction. They have the garage doors. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. See, it's with the restrictions associated with that, like outdoor seating for restaurants for the coronavirus and um that's cool that they're able to do that they had um their window broken a few times you know i saw that someone threw a rock through their window and we were thinking about it. i'm like there's not even any rocks that are in that area big enough to do that so someone would have had to like bring that rock over to nine which is like it was i don't know people are stupid well there's the railroad tracks across the street too Mm. but yeah that happened what during didn't that happen during the trump little trump rally that they had downtown spokane i think so yeah it was about that is there a a correlation we don't know but we can guess i just always figure if like a window is busted out of a gay establishment some type of hate crime (laughs) yeah yeah that's unfortunate Especially with a um, with nine doing so much for the LGBTQ plus community and just the community in general, so that that's unfortunate. That just shows you know uh, there's a lot of anger. It seems like stemming from the a lot of those people. Right. Yeah. I know. Leave nine alone. I love Kitty and Terry and Coley and. I mean, it's like the gay place to go. I mean, there's a globe, but I I don't go to the globe. Um, I haven't been there since they since they came out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there a few times since they came out. I think the last time though was like um, St. Patrick's Day, 2019. Yeah. Golly, you went there on St. Patrick's Day. I feel like even on like the weekends, you're literally like shoulder to shoulder, weaving in and out of people. You you literally are. But yeah, I think that's I think it was St. Patrick's Day. And if I remember right, it wasn't that crazy in there because I don't know, we were out there pretty early, you know. Irish drinking team, you get there at like, I don't know, people start at like seven. So I think we got down there. I mean later morning, but What's the Irish drinking team? <laughs> what the heck? Is that it's a saying? No, it's this group in Spokane. Um, and you like purchase a hoodie or a t-shirt or something. Um, and then you meet at a certain place, usually at 7 a.m. somewhere in downtown Spokane with like all these other people who bought a hoodie or a t-shirt and it all says the Irish drinking team on it. And then you like go around downtown with these people and get fucked up. <laughs> Uh, and you're drinking what that green beer yeah i love beer i i enjoy beer too um i'm currently on a sabbatical from alcohol nice how long has that been uh two months nice over two months 
Yeah. I've had, you know, my bouts with alcohol. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I feel good. I don't feel like drinking or anything. And it's That's nice good. too to do winter time, especially with yeah. what's going on. Stuff. I don't want to, I'm spending a lot of time at home. I don't want to drink at home, which obviously that might be a good spot for a lot of people, but I like to go, I like to be social. If yeah. I want to party, party. And sometimes I par- party a little too hard, <laughs> but don't we all right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Justin, I don't have an off button. Once we start, it's hard to stop. Um, <laughs> but we've, we're on the last day. Tomorrow's the last day of our challenge. So we haven't had, we haven't drank all month. Really? Have you noticed anything? Have you noticed anything? Like any changes within like your realm um, of the world? I mean, yeah, we did it last month too. So our diets changed and stuff too. So there's lots of changes, not just, you know, weight, but it's nice not to drink because I drink a lot. I mean, I mean, like, you know, not like I used to, but I mean, every night when I cook dinner, like I'll usually pour myself a glass of wine or make it old fashioned with dinner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I say I drink a lot, it's like that. Every night, I just like to have a glass next to me when I'm cooking, even if I don't finish at all, you know? Yeah. Well, I think too, like the, I think there's a, I know for me and I'm sure with you too, like cooking, it's just, it's so enjoyable. It's almost like some sort of like sacred ritual. You know what I'm saying? Like I always put some, I jam out. I like to have the whole like kitchen area to myself. I like to jam out, zone out. You like to have a glass of wine or an old fashioned. It's Mm -hmm. fun, right? Yeah. Love it. Um, I am very excited for this challenge to be over so I can cook whatever I want because I still make the food taste good. I mean, like I can't eat tasteless shit. Um, but you know, I can't use, you know, maybe like much salt as I want to, or certain dressings or marinades because of the, you know, calorie content or whatever, but I'm very excited to cook (laughs) here in a couple of nights. Tired, Tired of chicken and salads. Chicken and salads. Yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not do that. Like I, I like a good salad, but cool. So are you guys in a, are you guys in a party then once you're off this challenge or do you think that you're going to go back to have <laughs> get crazy? I don't know. We don't have any plans this weekend. I don't think so. Who knows? Justin, I get so restless for like, what do we do? We drink. <laughs> can't do anything but restaurants are back open so i'm actually just probably excited to go and eat at a restaurant i mean any ones that have a garage door that is yeah i feel you i really enjoy going out too we like to go out have a good experience it's the whole experience it's not even just the food yeah you know even like seeing other people are like oh my god are we all in a restaurant right now this is weird oh yeah speaking of i went what did I do earlier today? I went and dropped something off at the post office to be mailed. And I was like, dang, while I'm up here, I'm going to go over to Walmart and get light bulbs. So I'm like, I just need to go get light bulbs. And then after that, instead of just coming straight home, I kind of drove around for a little bit. (laughs) It's just so like cabin fever. I'm just, I can't, I'm getting sick of it. I've done the same thing. Just going to take the long way home, the extra long way home. Mm-hmm. 
Have you oh. uh, read anything new lately? Well, right. So, so okay. Every year during New Year's, I try and like create a goal to like read a bunch of. I like to read. I enjoy reading. Um, but I don't get lately. I haven't been reading as much as I'd like to. I think last year I only put like four books down. You know what I'm saying? And that was through the whole year. And and I'm one of those people too. Like I'll open a book and start reading it, and maybe get like fifty maybe a hundred pages in. And then for whatever reason, I just put the book down and, and don't read it again. So this year I'm trying to like, once I start a book, I'm, I'm trying to finish it. So I'm trying to create goals associated with that right now. I'm on my third book and I'm reading Dune. I don't, I'm not usually into science fiction, but I don't know if you've ever heard of Dune. Have you yeah, heard of Dune? I, th I think I have. And you've read three books since the beginning of this month. Yeah, Holy this is my shit. third book. Get it. Mm -hmm. um, I know, right? Yeah. When they, they were both books that I started a long time ago. So it's nice that I finally finished them because I'm like, damn, dude, I should have just finished them when I started them because they were pretty easy reads. I mean, they weren't very long. It was um, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five. <laughs> and the other one was uh, Jack Kerouac's On the Road. So, I mean, they're not ex exceptionally long, but this Dune book, man, is like 800 some odd pages, almost 900 pages. But the reason why I'm reading it is because they're coming out with a movie. They're coming oh. out with a movie. I like to read the books before the movie comes out too. Like if I see a trailer for something, I'm like, oh, I got to see that. And then when it says, you know, based on novel by, I'm like, oh, no, I have to read the book first. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you watch first and then you go to the book to read it it's literally like it's hard to have that imagination created on, on yourself you usually imagine the, the actors that were provided in the movie so it's like it kind of ruins it for me but yeah yeah no I know what you mean um I read so when I saw um the movie The Hate You Give have you seen that movie uh-uh um The Hate You Give came out a few years ago um it's about this uh this black girl who watched her friend get shot um, by a police officer outside of her car or his car anyways <clears throat> I saw the trailer for it and then I realized it was a book so I read the book I loved the book I mean I flew through it it was a really easy read I just flew right through it um, and the movie came out later and I was so upset by the movie <laughs> it was it different than the book yeah it was a little bit different than the book I mean uh, to be expected but I just think that they I don't know they downplayed the severity of the book you know like mm -hmm. this is about a young black kid getting shot by a cop once again um and the movie just I feel like was missing like a little bit of it you know I don't know yeah but oh that's unfortunate too I think that happens quite a bit especially like I mean with directors you're trying to portray everybody as the characters in the book and sometimes with the books there's just so much like backstories and like detail associated with it. you know um I don't know though I've read the only movies that I've watched a number of times before I read the book what was that one Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas have you seen that movie I actually don't think I've ever seen it and I love Johnny Depp so oh my god so Back when I was in high school, like the stoner days, me and a couple of friends, we would watch that movie all the time. So it would come on all the time. We'd always be watching it. So then I, I read the book and it is Hunter S. Thompson. And it was literally like verbatim, 
like everything that happened in that movie or in that book happened in the movie. I was like, Jesus Christ. I couldn't even finish it. Cause I've seen the movie so many damn times. I'm like, I already know this. <laughs> this is like verbatim exactly what it is. I'm like, I just, but I didn't end up finishing it, which was unfortunate, but I mean, whatever. It's all the same shit. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed by your, you know, going on three books right now. I have started two and I haven't picked them up in a few days, which is no good, but and they're both like self-help books. One cool. of them I bought off Amazon and it showed up and I was like, I don't remember why I bought this. Like, I don't remember <laughs> why. And even like looking at the, you know, the front of it and reading, you know, the, what it's about. I'm like, I don't fucking know one, how I found this and two, why I bought it. But here it is. It's home now. So it's mine. <laughs> how, is it pretty good? What is it? I don't even remember the title of it. That's like. Damn, dude. Leave them buy it. Did somebody jack your card and no? Because I, I do have a memory of being like, oh, was this, this book? But I don't remember the context behind my purchase. <laughs> you get this book before challenge started. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> mid challenge. Um, and the other one I actually got from the company that we're doing the challenge with, and it's called Atomic Habits, and that one's really good. Well, and that kind of goes back into this whole reading thing too, like habits. Habits are extremely like creating those healthy habits associated with whatever goals you want to do. So, I mean, unfortunately right now, the only goal that I have in mind is just reading a little bit more than last year. (laughs) So I just need one more book, two more books after this. That's awesome. I really need to start reading more. I have an issue too with like, like you said, picking up a book and then getting, you know, a little ways in and then putting it down and never picking it back up um but I also have a problem with like finding material that I'm really interested in um mm-hmm. I get so bored so quick but I did just read this well not just I read this book last year yeah Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine that's what it's called by Gail Honeymoon Honeyman and it was real good really Mm-hmm. It's about this woman and her like boring life <laughs> <laughs> and that's the book a it's memoir fi- what is it it's fictional that's cool yeah i don't know it's kind yeah. of depressing for some reason i was into it um i don't know like none of the books that i read have a certain theme you know some people like really like mystery novels um or romance or whatever it is and i'm like i just don't know what i want to read but I got to keep doing it to keep my brain young. Yeah. So it's oh, not forgetting purchases I've made. Yeah. Right. Well, God, if you're, if you're kind of out of it and you're buying books, I mean, I guess that's better than buying some other shit. <laughs> Literally. Other shit, right? At least I'm yeah, not spending money on something that I don't need. Yeah. No books are great. I mean, I actually had to get rid of a bunch of books before I could pick up any new ones. I just, I think I have more of a hobby of buying and purchasing books than actually reading them, which my wife is, she kind of gets me, gets on me for it. She's like, damn, she's like, you can't buy any more books until you get rid of some of these other ones and read them. So, but I used to read, and this is some weird shit. Honestly, I, I really enjoy reading. I think it's that lack of time or lack of finding time, but I used to read a lot of, um, musician biographies 
and autobiographies. And one of them, have you ever heard of or read? It's a pretty popular one. It was um, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer Anthony Kiedis, Scar Tissue. Mm-mm. Have you read that? Mm-mm. Oh my God, dude, that book, I shit you not. And I don't know if it was just like, like the way that it lined up with my life. I think I read it at, I read it at 23. And this is when I was living in North Dakota and I was doing a lot of partying at the time. Like a lot of like a lot of partying, which is whatever you're talking right? And you're living in North Dakota. There's not a whole lot else to do, kind of environmental factors. And I picked up this book and started reading it. And it's about Anthony Kiedis and his um, it was about how Red Hot Chili Peppers started, his kind of life growing up in LA with his dad, who was kind of on the party scene, and Anthony Kiedis was hanging out at nightclubs and strip clubs at like eleven experimenting experimenting with drugs in his teens etc right and then it goes into his like um his heroin use and kind of like getting through that and i see you not and i was never i didn't i wasn't into that whole party scene but right um that book literally it was it really touched me and it was a really good book and it kind of changed the course of my life at that point that's awesome that's awesome books yeah books can do that shit to you um, I mean, I'm sure television shows and movies and stuff like that can do that as well. But I think books have more of a way of um, touching your inner core. If you find the right ones. <laughs> I agree. And either, um, there's more room for interpretation when you're reading something than when you're watching it on a screen. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. There's a lot of books that I try and read. And I'm like, damn, dude, I really... I can read the words, but as far as taking it in and ex- acknowledging what that shit is, I sometimes I just fall off on those books. Yeah. What's that one? Mo- Moby Dick, man. Have you ever tried reading Moby Dick? No. I tried to play real hard one time to read Moby Dick, and I got through maybe 200 pages, and I really just... <sighs> that was a hard one. I feel like that's something that people read in, like, early high school. <laughs> no, I think it is. I wish I was the kind of person that could, like... <laughs> Um, like I want to read all of the books that, um, I don't know if like smart people read, like I want to read Shakespeare and like, what is a Nishi and shit like that. <laughs> but yeah. I just don't, I don't know. But you know what? If I want to be that person, I can be that person. I just got to speak it into existence. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Her books, right? Time. But like, I mean, then we have our iPhones who are like, you just spent six hours today on your phone. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> I guess I could have found time to read a book and all that time I was twiddling my fingers. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. What well, is, it is kind of, do you want to talk about that? The engagement we have with our cell phones versus like everything else? Yeah. It is crazy. I find um, my wife is on her phone quite a bit and I kind of get upset about it. Then I'm like, damn, dude, I'm on my phone all the time too. Yeah, I know. It's sometimes it's frustrating because I'm like, you know, little things like just don't get on your phone right when you wake up or don't be on your phone right before bed, stuff like that. But um, I mean, I have three, four social media platforms and only one of them is my personal one. The other one's for this podcast and the other one is for my foodie Instagram. And so even though I don't feel like I'm engaging a lot, I'm always on my fucking phone with those. What do you, which is the one that you spend the most time on? God, I mean, I don't know. Probably my personal one, I guess. 
Well, no, I mean, like, what, in, like, are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook more? TikTok? Hmm. YouTube? No, I'm not really on YouTube. It probably changes based on the day, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Instagram. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on Instagram. That TikTok, though, I don't know if you've ever been sucked into the whole TikTok realm. I had it for like a minute and I had to stop because I, I couldn't stop scrolling. <laughs> I have a TikTok, so. Do you post videos or do you watch videos? Both. Damn, you're crazy. Yeah, so. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, do I just delete all of my social media, like my personal social medias and you know, do a detox. Like you're not drinking right now. Should I do a social media detox? I think about that all the time. Honestly, oh man, it's so hard. I deactivated my Facebook, especially through the whole like Trump administration. I deactivated probably a good half portion of it. And I really, I currently don't have my Facebook. And honestly, the way that, from my experience, the way that social media affects me sometimes, I kind of just get so pissed off over, like, people's stupid opinions. And I'm sure I put stuff out there, too, where I piss people off that I have no idea. But I don't want to walk around, like, having somebody rent space in my head because I'm all upset because of their stupid opinion or they have different opinions than I. I shouldn't call them stupid, but they have different opinions. Varying opinions than I do. Right. And I feel a lot better. I don't really know what's going on with certain so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I mean, I was talking to my mom about this too. And it was kind of interesting, you know, back before all this social media and the internet stuff, you know, the world was a little bit smaller, right? Yeah. I remember back in the nineties house phones, right. And you knew everybody's phone number that you needed to know. Um, you didn't really know necessarily what was going on besides what was on the news. But even before that, like back in like the 1800s, like early 1800s, let's say like the, the frontier age, you didn't even know what the hell was going on outside of your like five mile radius. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so interesting too, like how fast technology has created this world for all of us and has generally shaped the whole, our whole existence. Yeah. Fucking life has to, I know, um, everyone's phone number I think I still have a few memorized from my childhood but uh, I was talking about this last night actually with Jessica's sister how like we used to be able to go outside on our bikes you know six years old and just ride around with other mm -hmm. friends and like not worry about anything I'm like no way would I let Oliver out the like just see ya like I'll see you in a few hours and he's eight years old but I used to do that when I was younger yep oh yeah at one point I asked, I asked Remo, he was probably like maybe nine. I said, and I got to, I hate to admit this, but this kid is 13 and he like barely knows how to ride a bike. He knows, but barely not like when we were kids, we're like doing wheelies and jumping off curbs and ledges and stuff. I know I was, but I asked him a few years ago. I'm like, have you even rode your bike on the sidewalk across the street from our house? He's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever been over there on my bike. I'm like, just shocked. Yeah. That was our most and hanging out with kids now you see kids running around with no parents you're like man those parents man where the fuck are their parents literally literally um oliver yeah. can't ride a bike either we bought him one a couple years ago um trying to teach him and then it got stolen and we just haven't replaced the bike it got stolen last spring or something like that but um so i probably will buy one for him this spring 
um but he doesn't know either he's eight years old but i remember i was late to the party when it came to bicycling around town with friends some kid taught me eventually one day so i was part of the cool kid club but that was when i was 17 or something (laughs) i I learned last year no (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine just you had a ride yeah (laughs) i don't remember how old i was i just remember everyone else was riding their bike and i i wasn't man i was four I was four and I remember it. I remember like we, okay. So I lived in uh, Bremerton when I was a kid, like when I was super, super little and we had like a cul-de-sac full of kids. So this is like the late eighties, early nineties. So of course, so what they did was just run alongside me and like just whip me real quick. But I was also on grass. I learned to ride a bike on grass. I don't want to fall and get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to scrape up those knees, (laughs) but that just goes back to the whole, like, how technology has shaped the way everything is like kids don't necessarily need to be on a bike because they can just call up their homies or check in with their homies on their game system. You know, it's it's weird. I, I feel like a lot of ways it's opened up so many doors, but it's also like lessened the quality of relationships we have because I mean, I've got a lot of acquaintances and I know what, I probably know what a lot of these people are doing in their lifetime but I probably only met him in person like once or twice you know what I'm saying yeah I just have I mean I have so many friends on social media that I've found through like like mutual friends of Jess's you know that like we became friends but I've never actually fucking met him you know but I can tell you like when they got married and how many kids they have <laughs> yeah it is weird it is so interesting but I don't know I don't know what the future holds I don't know. AI is going to take over. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Aren't we supposed to be in like a simulation? <laughs> yes. The matrix when it glitches. <sighs> yeah. But it does fuck with relationships, you know? I mean, how often have like, you know, you and your wife lay down to like decompress the day and immediately pull out your phones? You know Every day. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like become so normal. And there's moments where I'm like, I like over at Jess and I'm like, like down at my hand with my phone in it. Like, why aren't we talking to each other? Like we love each other. <laughs> it's just so easy. Yeah. Like when you don't want to think you pull out your phone. Yeah. I don't know. I do pretty good though. I, I see a lot of people like that whole, I think it's just that weird. Like when you're going, let's say you're going to the doctor's office, right. And you're kind of in the waiting room that kind of like, I needed to be doing something. Or sitting in a vehicle and you're in the passenger seat, like I need to be doing something. Like I personally don't have a problem sitting somewhere waiting for my food or my doctor's appointment without a phone. I don't need to be on my phone all the time. But I know a lot of people do. And I think it's just that kind of like, we always, kind of like we talked about last time, it's that Band-Aid society we live in. Like everything needs to be, I need to feel good now. I need to be distracted now. I can't, I have a hard time just sitting with myself. So I need to look at, what's going on in the world with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do like though, about like having this handheld device in my hand, like the second I want to like learn something or like I hear about something and find out more, like I can just pull up my phone. Like who's that actress playing that small role in that little ass movie. I can just look it up real quick. Know exactly who she is, what other movies she's been into, where she was born. Have you ever, speaking of, 
and I can't remember why this brings up, but this kind of goes into that. But did uh, what's her name? Have you seen the show on HBO? Uh, you may have seen it. It's probably one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Euphoria. Oh my gosh, Zendaya. Yeah. So let me find her name. She's actually from Spokane. Wait, which one? Euphoria. She's that blonde girl, and she's been in a few movies. And I was actually Sydney really Sweeney. Uh, yeah. The one with yep. great tits. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's been in a few shows. Um, let me let me pull her up real quick. I was shocked though. Yeah, she's a Spokane native. No way. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this actress was born in Spokane and lived on the South Hill much of her childhood. She attended St. George's Private School in North Spokane before moving to Los Angeles to pursue her career. How old is she? But she's been in a lot of like productions, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And she, I don't know, that euphoria though, I know it's like what, the Zoomer? Zoomer generation? Is that what they're called? The Zoomies? I don't even know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, the Zoomer. Probably like screw that. I don't care. I'm a millennial. I'm getting old, right? Um, uh, I, th this show is great. The fucking I think that the character development is awesome. The subject matter is so cool. Like it's just such a great. And that what Zendaya? Zendaya? Zendaya. Yeah, that... she's great. She plays. She's so amazing in that show. Um, I'm obsessed with it. They're supposed to be coming out with a season two. I think this year. I know they put it off with Corona, mm -hmm. the coronavirus, but I'm looking forward to that. They uh, released a, a movie. It's like an hour, hour, hour and a half. I don't know. We haven't finished it. And it's uh, it's um, her and her drug counselor or her, um, her sponsor. And they're like in a diner. And it's just pretty, it's them having a conversation for the entire movie. So you can check really? that out. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Nice. A lot of dialogue, huh? Lots of dialogue. That's all, all it is. I know we got about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes in and we're like, just finally goes, I think they're just going to be sitting at this diner the whole time. I'm like, no way. <clears throat> and then we like skip forward. I'm like, oh, yep. And so we didn't finish it, but I want to. I kind of like shows and, and movies like that. Not necessarily like this all dialogue, but like when they're in like the same general setting kind of like the office mm -hmm. well, shows are in that little area of the office you know or like um seinfeld it's all in his apartment i kind of like that kind of shit i like that shit yeah i do too it's different it's a change of pace yeah do you have any other favorite tv shows right now i know that we watched um we talked about the Night Stalker, which was <clears throat> great. So, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I've been trying for years. I've been trying on and off to watch the whole series up until the current one of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm having, I don't know what it is. I'm having the hardest, and it's funny. I'm not saying it's not funny, but it's not like something like, you know, when you watch something and you're like, like, I can't put it down. This is literally like, oh, I'll watch a couple of episodes and it's, I'll get a couple laughs out of it, but 
I'm having a hell of a time getting through this show. Yeah, is it just those, me? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's one of those shows that is you want to take in doses. Like I pretty much binged out on The Office because I had never seen it before. Um, but I did get to a point where I'm like, I can't watch any more of this. Like I, I can't watch Jim like prank Dwight any longer. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think one of the kind of shows like you have to take in doses. It's hard to. No, I, I feel you. And I was the same way with The Office. I couldn't put The Office down until Will Ferrell came into play. I didn't even finish it. After he came into the thing, I was like, I can't even get through. I don't, I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. That's so weird. It's, it's, he is like, he's that kind of actor. People either love him or hate him. Same with Adam Sandler. If you guys don't like Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell, go to our Instagram and I'm going to post a picture of them. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> I, I've never heard anybody not liking Adam Sandler. Yeah, I feel like if people don't like him. And I'm like, I love Will Ferrell. I love Adam Sandler. Nah, Will Ferrell, I don't know. I guess his best, his only works that I liked that I actually enjoyed was when he got at, in old school, when he got shot in the neck with that uh, tranquilizer dark gun. And he was like, <laughs> and then he falls in. That was the funniest shit. I, this is when VHS was still a thing for me. So I like rewound that and played it like a million times. But besides that, the guy has never made me laugh. Oh my gosh. I don't, what? I don't know. I guess I have more of like a drier sense of humor, but I don't. Have I you don't seen know. the other guys? Yeah, with uh, him and Mark Wahlberg, Marky yes. Mark. Yes, that movie yeah. makes me fucking like die every time I watch it. No, I just. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a lot for me to actually like laugh and for shits to, for me to be like hilarious to watch. I think the funniest things that have ever happened in cinema for me um, was the first like 10 minutes of Super Troopers. When they, when they get busted and they get pulled over and the cops are messing with them and they eat all that, the guy in the back is eating all those mushrooms and he's like, I'm freaking out. Like that was funny. Uh, super bad. I love that movie. Super bad's hilarious. Super bad is probably one of my favorite comedies i think that movie's hilarious and that's a judd apatow production which he does his, his shit's pretty funny i like, like a lot of his stuff but yeah i wish i found will ferrell funny but i just don't and that's okay i kind of okay. came to the yeah i kind of accepted it by now and my family's accepted me for it it's okay <laughs> it's okay um, yeah i think i I think I laugh a little bit too easy. Do you like stand-up? I like stand-up if shit's not, like, if you're not, hmm. if you're, like, smart, funny. Like, I like things you kind of have to think about. So what's his name? Mitch Hedberg. I like a lot of his shit. Um, oh, what's his name? Pablo Francisco. Mm -hmm. I like his stuff. But if you're talking about, like, if your comedy is associated with, like, all dick jokes and fart jokes. I'm just really not that into it. I don't know. I'm the same way. I like I like it to be smart, you know. Um, do you know who Michelle Wolf is? Yeah. I, think I really like her. I like her too. And she does do a lot of like weird vulgar shit too. But I don't I like her. Hmm. I'm into the vulgar. 
<laughs> you know what I do like though that I'm like I fucking I can't stop watching this stuff is um I don't know why I'm maybe I'm a mean person but um I really like roasts oh I love roasts yep I love roasts I think that they're hilarious like um like Alec Baldwin they did they've done Donald Trump God, Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg yeah, those are funny. Yeah. So, so I like Chelsea Handler for that reason. She's kind of a bitch, you know? She's just... And she's dry. I think she has oh, pretty God. dry humor. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. I don't know if you can just come up... It's just the shit that you say. Necessarily doesn't necessarily have to pertain to that person. Like, you just... Funny stuff. I li- I'm into that. Same. I love stand-up. I like to go to the Spoken Comedy Club. And, like, I saw Michelle Wolf there last year. Um... I saw Melissa Villasenor. She's from SNL. She's oh, cool. amazing. She does uh, like impersonations and nails them. When we're off of this, you'll have to Google Melissa Villasenor. Okay. She's on Saturday Night Live currently or? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Oh my God. Do you yeah. know Kate McKinnon is? Do you watch SNL? Yeah. Yes. I love her. Hell yeah. She's, she's awesome. She's one of the funniest people. Kristen Wiig is my favorite on SNL, and now Kate McKinnon is. And not just because she's a hot lesbian, but she's her humor is on point all the time. Yeah. And plus, she plays a lot of like interesting roles too with that humor. I like Kristen Wiig too. She was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I've only been to a couple, I've only been to one show actually at the Spokane Comedy Club. And it was Sean Wayne's. Oh, and I think yeah. that's, where I, that's where I was. It Sean? Yeah, it was Sean Wayne's, and that's where I came to the realization because I actually grew up watching the Wayne's Brothers on like In Living Color, um, Major Pain, you know, with Damon Wayne's. Like I watched all that shit, but watching him, I think that's where I came to the realization that, like, you know, oh, this was a couple years ago, but a lot of his comedy was, like, stemming back, I thought, from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, like, talking about, like, women need to be in the kitchen, and they're only good, I don't know, the whole dick-sucking jokes and shit, like, that's where I'm kind of like, damn, dude, like, this is, this is your comedy, still? Yeah, it definitely caters to a certain crowd, probably middle-aged black men. (laughs) I don't, even know if it's even that hmm. i don't know i've yeah, tried my I mean, hand maybe- at comedy before i always thought i would be good at it but i don't know about that <laughs> oh man I, I used to try and write jokes i oh man what was some... i tried it i think that we should try and do a comedy thing i bet we could i mean like why not i'm here for it i ain't got nothing else going on <laughs> Right, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This is the craziest shit, man. I swear to God, this whole quarantine is starting to get to me. I literally, it's not that I'm like sad or depressed or anything. Like I feel really good, but I don't feel like, I feel like I just don't have any goals. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people's people are probably like that. It's just kind of stalled the pandemic stall. Yeah, but if you think about it, like not having or having too much time, this would be a great time to get your goals and shit done. Right? Start a business. 
Start a blog. Write a book. Start a podcast. <laughs> Start a podcast. Go back to school. I know, right? When do you did you already sign up? Yeah, I meet with my uh, academic advisor this Friday actually to pick out my classes. Full time or what? Huh? Uh, yeah, I'll go back full time. Um, I don't start until March, but dude, that's fucking awesome! Oh man, <sighs> can't believe tomorrow Biden's gonna be elected to office. Kind of scared though, man. People are crazy. People are nuts out there right now. Well, did you see somebody lit the bridge on fire behind the Capitol building? Oh God, no! Um, during the inauguration rehearsal. This was yesterday morning. There was a bunch of smoke billowing, billowing from the back of the Capitol building, and it was like a whole bridge on fire. So yeah, I'm a little. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm hoping too, though, because I see a lot of people that are still rocking the whole Trump gear, which is bizarre. I don't know. Um, what is that going to look like in a year from now? What? Are you still going to be Trump hat? Like, are you still going to be rocking the Trump shit on, like, the flags on your house? Like, is that what's going to happen? I know. I still see so many Trump flags in people's yards. I'm like, you guys, he's gone. I just don't get it. I saw this video of this guy who was like, Oh, if you're so happy to have Biden as your president, why aren't you like, you know, wearing a t-shirt with Biden, you know, his name on it? He's like, because I don't have to. He's like, he is a political figure. He is not a superhero, you know? He's like, I don't need to wear his name on my hat or my t-shirt to just like appreciate that he's gonna, you know, do a good job, you know? And if he doesn't do a good job, then I'll vote for somebody else in four years. But I don't need to wrap his name in my front yard and my, on my body. See, and that's the issue is we're not pledging allegiance to a specific person. We pledge allegiance to the United States of America. So whether it's Biden or Trump, like we're not, we don't need to walk around with a bunch of Biden shit to know that we support them. It's what's best for our country and our, and the people. Word. And if you Probably. look at me, you see, you obviously see a gay black woman. Obviously I'm a Biden supporter. <laughs> Well, God, well, uh, there are, there are gays for Trump out there. You know, there gays are for LG. Trump's women for Trump, blacks for Trump. <laughs> it, well, and he just passed a law too, during all this whole, like, um, January 6th in- insurrection thing that I saw something about, like, taking away some of the rights of the LGBTQ plus, like with the medical treatments or even like recognizing marriage, like establishments don't have to recognize that stuff. and oh, Adoption. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, how can people be supportive of of a somebody that's not in your best interest? <sighs> yep. Well, and everybody's just so angry too. Like I've noticed, you see people at the grocery store. It just feels like there's just so much tension between everybody, and so much separation. And who are you with? Type bravado. I don't know whose side are you on type thing. And I, I just don't want to, it's very separated. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing that Biden's going to have to take on is just getting everybody back on the same page. And Well, everybody, when you guys listen to this, we're going to have a new fucking president and I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. Um, thank you guys for listening. You know where to find us, Instagram, 
weekly awesome weekly dot awesome dot podcast facebook weekly awesome podcast and our gmail just weekly awesome podcast at gmail.com don't forget to like rate and subscribe where you guys listen to your podcast app holler holler (laughs) thank you bye